Hey everyone, it's Melissa here. Um, I'm sorry about my voice. I think it's. I think I sound a lot better. Well, people keep telling me I sound a lot better, and um, I've had sinus um, issues. And I'll tell you, I've had the scare of my life because I had a uh, my mama, um, who's my pastor's wife. You know, um, she was like, "Well, be careful because you know." I, that's what I, she had COVID. She ended up getting COVID even after the shot she got. And, um, and so she's like, be careful. You know, it could be just, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. But it wasn't. I knew it wasn't. And, you know, I've had a hard time being double minded and, um, to where. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I'm like, I need to stop doing that. I need to stop doubting myself and my body. You know, I am blessed that I didn't get COVID. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm never going to get it. I hope I don't, but you know, I don't want to get it, but I'm going to, I'm being as cautious as I can, you know, washing my hands, staying a few feet away from people, especially those who like to get in your face and disrespect you especially um where I work I'm I'm in that atmosphere and I will tell you this I'm in it all day long for like over eight hours you know or I should say over like 37 hours each week and you know it's just hard sometimes you know especially when the weather is is changing constantly we just we had a cold front and it was oh really bad um, last weekend and it's I forgot what it was to be was like to be that cold and it's like my body was not taking it all my past are like I'm getting old you know my body is not taking it it doesn't <laughs> you know but anyway but I'm here to encourage somebody that if you've been sick or <clears throat> you've been leaning on your sickness for far too long you can get out of it you know, and I, I pray that God gives you this willingness to want to get out it out of it and want and do something about it. A lot of times people want to get out of something, but then they won't do anything because they think God's going to do it. See, here's the thing. God tells us to have faith. And how are you having faith if you're always thinking, well, he'll do something? Yes, God is always going to do his part. But you have to do your part, your part too. You know, I thank God that... God is faithful when we are not. We are not always faithful to God. I'm just going to be blunt. We're not faithful to God sometimes. And thank God that He is faithful even though we aren't faithful to Him. And I am thankful for those who are faithful to Him. We don't always get it right. I know I don't always get it right. I am far from perfect. And God loves you. But he also wants you to have faith. Um, I'm going to read you something from James. I've been reading It's a commentary by Joyce Myers. So I can get to understand it better. And it's not very long because I haven't got in it very long. Or that long ago. And, and I'll tell you, my pastor's wife got me this book. She knows I like Joyce Myers. And, and it's because I can relate to her. You know... 
how people judged her and based it off their opinion instead of, you know, but it's also like I, ha I haven't been, you know, raped by my father, you know, um, but we had a lot of things in common, like a dysfunctional family, and it's like, it, it was hard because I didn't think anyone else had problems like I did like that, and so she helped me to realize, you know, other people go through that, um, and she helped me, well, God helped me through her to learn how to deal with it. So, this is what it says about James, author James, of course, date approximately A.D. 48, audience Jewish Christians in the early church. The author of this epistle is to be the James, who is called the brother of Jesus, though he was technically his half-brother. According to H.A. Ironside, the theme of the epistle is a living faith. A faith that is evidenced by righteous living and gladly, I'm sorry, and godly behavior. Can't read my writing. Um, a living faith as a, as a faith that works and produces good things in our lives and in the lives of others. True faith in God leads to good works. We serve God and do good works because of our genuine love for him. Faith has to come first because when good works are are done in faith, God gets the glory. God always should get the glory in our lives because it is Him who has done this, not us. And these are the, um, when I read these, the um, from H.A. Ironside describes them this way, James chapter 1 to 5. James 1, a victorious faith. James 2, a manifested faith. James 3, a controlling and energizing faith. James 4, a submissive faith. James 5, a patient and expectant faith. See, you are supposed to expect good things from God, but it, you want it to be of God's will, not your will, because our will leads to death. Because we want things that aren't good for us. You know, it's like um, we want a snake, even though we know it's going to bite us. You know, God doesn't give us snakes. The devil will. He'll 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 make it into like a shiny new car. I'm not saying that you know, um, but it ends up being uh, a crappy car. You know that breaks down and it really you know wasn't something um, God wanted. And sometimes God God still uses it for good to teach us a lesson. But anyway, key truths in James. Even in the face of trials, we can find joy because trials produce good fruit in our lives. The fruit in our lives, the fruit of endurance leading to spiritual growth and maturity. See, we're supposed to be growing. We can't stay stagnant because what does he say in Revelation of what he's going to do with people who are stagnant? He's going to spit you out of his mouth and he's going to say, I do not know you because you didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And these are the people who actually... Um, are those who just said the words and they're just still living, you know, you know, a uh, sinful life. They might have meant them, but that's between them and God. But, you know, it, you know, God knows each of our hearts. So he knows whether they were real or not. And he knows if you were real or not in your relationship. Our words are extremely powerful. So watching our words and using them carefully is of the utmost importance. 
Negative words can bring pain and destruction, but positive words bring blessing. I'd rather be bringing blessings to people than bringing, you know, hurtful and destructive pain. And this is what people don't get why God tells us not to curse because, you know, cussing is the worst thing you could do because you this is what you're doing. You are tearing people down. And you may not realize that, but when I get pe- down around people who start cussing, my my spirit starts to hurt because I know it's wrong. They haven't figured it out yet because they haven't got smarter. You know, they just don't realize it. They're not paying attention. You know, they think, oh, there's nothing wrong with me saying this. But, you know, if you think about it, if you turn it around, what would happen if someone was cussing at you? You wouldn't like it. No. You'd get upset. You'd get angry. You know, God gets angry at those who hurt his children and hurt, you know, and that concludes, you know, Christians hurting other children of God. So I would say be careful. Okay. We can resist the devil and he will flee from us. You know, cuss words, I believe, come from the saying because God never created those words. Sincere, heartfelt prayers are very powerful and effective. Okay, chapter 1. Tests and trials lead to joy. First chapter in James is a call to spiritual maturity. Maintain a good attitude through trials, avoiding double-mindedness, being content, accepting responsibility when we face temptation, and letting it touch, I'm sorry, letting it teach us something valuable. Controlling our anger, obeying God's word, carefully guarding our words, helping the poor, and being in the world without becoming like it. You know, um, consider it joy. You know, I didn't used to like to go through trials. You know, I did everything I could do to hide. And it's like, what's the point in doing the word of God? It doesn't work. And of course, it's not going to work if you're not doing anything. You know, if you're not actually putting it into practice. You can't just say, oh, why that car not driving when you haven't even put the key in, turned it on, and put it in drive. It's not going to work unless you put the effort to do that. And that's a lot of times with people in their faith and their walk with God. They're like, oh, why doesn't it work? Because a lot of times people don't allow it to work. And if we don't allow God to do work in our lives, we're not going to see the fruit that he's telling us about in his word if we're not going to practice the word we can't expect good things to happen you know sometimes good things do happen you know to those who aren't putting it to practice but I believe that's because God's trying to show them you know look if you do it this way you can you can have this you know you can keep having it and um It's not like he's going to take it away. Sometimes he does take things away, especially when um, we take advantage of it. We just need to not take advantage of um, God and what he gives us. Because he will take it away. Um, If we take it... I know he's taking stuff away from me. And, you know, it's not fun. You know, but... I'm just grateful to God with how much stuff he's blessed me with. It's not really stuff. It's like, you know, I've been content even if I didn't have anything. But, 
you know, it's awesome what God does, even though, you know, sometimes we just don't deserve it. But, um, in the end, God thinks we're worth it. You know, he thinks we deserve it. Um, but don't get prideful when I say that, because that's what usually is our downfall. We get prideful and then we get, we believe we're entitled and, um, we're not entitled to anything, you know. Um, God doesn't owe, to, owe us anything. We owe him everything. But we, you know, he doesn't owe us anything. And so, you got to be careful. Because God does take things away. Not to punish us, but because he wants us to learn. We can't do that. And, and expect, you know, him to put up with it. But anyway, um... I'm just tired, and now it's like, now I'm rambling, so I think I'm done. But I want to read this one scripture that, you know, the Lord put on my heart. It's for my 30-day, and it's from, if I can get to it. Um, Jesus states in Matthew 11, sorry, chapter 11, 28 to 30, to learn from him, not man. What I mean is follow his way and not those who are following Satan in their own ways or their own path. They are following the flesh and not God. You know, there's a difference between when someone is following the Lord and then when someone is following Satan. Because if you learn about Satan, he's a liar. And he loves to hurt people. And he loves to steal, kill, and destroy you know, Satan is rude. He's disrespectful. And you can tell these people by how they go out in restaurants or um, grocery stores or retail. You know, retail, groceries, retail. But, I mean, there's some places that don't even sell food. But they sell a little food, but not a lot. Where I work sells food, but we're not a grocery store. Um, and here's the thing. Not, like, sometimes people have a bad day. I get that. You know, but what I'm talking about when it's constantly, and they're just being nice to get what they want. You know, it's not sincere. You know, it's just an immature attitude. They're not following God. They're, they they either haven't accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, or they're, they're just basically living for themselves and they're living for Satan, not even knowing it. A lot of times people, even believers, follow Satan. They don't even realize it because they're not in their word. I know I'm not in my word enough. So I've seen um, God do amazing things in my life to show me where I've been deceived at. Yes, believers can be deceived. And I'll tell you this. You know, it's not fun, but just forgive yourself when that happens because that's what God wants you to do. You know, he, He'll forgive you. You know, He's forgiven me. So, um, be blessed, and I hope you got something out of this. Have a great day.